This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Forever Bristol City podcast, and it's going to be a joyous affair, I'm sure, because the final score from the Kian Prince Stadium, I hope I've got that right, it finished QPR 1, Bristol City 2. Joining me in our virtual studio are Ian, Mark and Les, and we've got a few people listening live. Make your messages, we'll try and read as many of them out as we can i'll come to each of you guys like i normally do with just a quick assessment of the game and then we'll then go on to the lineup and then get into the detail of the action so mark i'll come to you first quick thoughts on that 90 minutes uh resilient city deliver another away win thanks to fantastic goalkeeping from dan bentley Brilliant individual work in front of the fence from Hanno Masengo combined with, with a pre-assist and a beautiful finish by Naki Wells, which sends their fans into ecstasy, makes up for Wednesday's result, on for 17 away wins this season. If we carry on this form, let's get it right at home. OK, Les, your uh, your thoughts on uh, on this this afternoon? Uh, we seem to have found a way to be effective away from home and that's soaking up pressure and hitting teams on the break. It's worked against, I think, three decent championship yeah. sides. The key now is trying to match those performances at home. And in my view, Naki Wells has got to start, at, uh, start during our home games moving forward. Yeah. Ian, your thoughts on the, that? Just a quick overview yeah, of the game. Well, my thoughts on the game is we played probably two, three times as well as we did against Luton. And we could have still lost heavily, let's be honest, if it weren't for a fantastic performance from uh, Dan Bentley. Two excellent goals uh, because they were very well constructed and very well created. Nice assist, two nice assists for Weinman. I, I'm going to give Hanno Masengo his first assist of his uh, City career. Uh, for the ball in, it Weinman turned back to Martin. Um, it, it's an amazing thing, and no doubt we'll discuss it later, that our away form over 46 games would win the championship. 
and our home form over 46 games would see us relegated by Christmas. Yeah. No, it's interesting. And uh, first little mention on here, Red Robo, Red Robin 2020. I said, just think then, those four points lost versus Blackpool and Luton, if we'd have won those games, uh, we'd be third indeed. Uh, but um, anyway, let's go into the uh, the lineup. Um Mark, do we expect the, the changes that happen? Debut for, uh, I keep wanting to call him Elsie Tanner. Yeah, those of us old enough to remember. <laughs> You're going to have to explain, fact, the image, to explain the image, that one. The image for the uh, episode will be an image of Elsie Tanner, who used to be a long-standing character on Coronation Street in the 60s and 70s. But there we go. Um, the inclusion of Tanner, um, continuation of, uh, uh, of um, Nathan at left back, and uh, Backinson coming in. Uh, surprises there for you, Mark? Yeah, I think it's what we wanted. Um, you know, it's what Ian and I talked about. We, you know, we wanted some fresh legs on the right-hand side, more energy in midfield, and we got it. I was surprised that we went with 4-2-3-1 because it looked like a 3-5-2. I thought we'd be playing Pring on the left, as left wing back, and, and uh, George, George Tanner on the right. I think he had a competent debut. It sounded like... He had to deal with a lot of overloads when the midfield didn't protect him for lots of crosses into the box, but in the first half. But we did drop off a little bit and invite that. But yeah, I, I think it was they were they were they were good changes. Um, I just think Tyreek ran out of energy a bit in the second half, but yeah. uh, good 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 changes. Yeah, Les, your thoughts on the on the starting lineup there? Uh, Nathan Baker at left back. I just don't I just don't understand it. I really don't. I, I can see it against Cardiff when you're lumping balls forward, but against a side like QPR who are very slick on the ball, they have runners in behind. I just don't. I I don't understand that decision. I still don't get it. But other than that, Tanner, yeah, well, we're short in right back, aren't we? What's what damage is it going to do? Viner has been generally pretty poor, apart from one decent pass against Cardiff, and Simpson's legs have gone so. Other than those two, I guess it was, as you'd expect, with James Masengo in the middle and Martin, again, starting up front with Weinman just behind him. Yeah, yeah. Ian, uh, uh, Alex Scott and uh, no Viner, not even in the squad today. Neither was the uh, lesser-spotted uh, Callum O'Dowder. But uh, Backinson, I said before we went live that uh, he's off the naughty step because he's been in the matchday squad and he started a game today. Um, he's obviously worked hard on the training ground, Ian. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and it's a good job that none of us like Baker at left-back unless, like Les said... Um, you're playing a side that just lumps a big diagonal. So it's a good job that he didn't play there today. Uh, yeah. The formation was 3-4-1-2 with Masengo pushed further forward so he could be more effective. The main reason was to stop Johannesson playing out, picking up the ball uh, in front of the QPR back three. Now, they actually, out of respect for us, for some strange reason, they actually changed their formation. So Chair was more in central midfield along with Willock so they could bring Andre Gray in so, to put more attacking players on the field. Um, yeah. So I, I was delighted that Nigel Pearson set up in that way. I actually tweeted it two or three times, two or three days before, because I got accused of, oh, well, that's all very well saying that in hindsight. Um, we, we have to stop side key players. And to a large extent, we stopped Chair although we were far, far, far too wide open on the on 
their left flank, our right. And yeah. Tanner Roy thought had a good debut. Um, and his legs were going a bit at the end, but he made a brilliant match-saving uh, tackle. Uh, we, so there are things that we can address. I'm hoping Baker, well, the other the, the reason Baker went off, I couldn't imagine it was tactical with the amount of defending he was doing, but I hope it was in a way because he'll be available for our next game. Um, but if he's exited the game before half-time injured, again, well, that's then part I hope for the he's course, not going it? back. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say par for the course, Dave, but I just hope he's not going back to the player that leaves this already left the field 20 times in his city career before half time. <laughs> okay. You know, no, well, let's hope, let's hope, we're, let's hope so. Interesting. Uh, Steve's pointed out here uh, P- Pearson post match. Uh, excellent. Never too high, never too low. He's like an old school headmaster. I'd agree with that. He's also said, picking up a point I made, Pearson said Tyreek has been very good in training recently. Right. Let's get into the action. Les, uh, chair. Uh, 19 minutes. That's the first bit of uh, stuff that I've uh, noted down. 19 minutes. Lovely little back heel. Willock put in the cross and Dykes header hit the post. I mean, QPR, on that was a pretty good chance for them to take uh, an early lead, wasn't it? Yeah? Yeah, I think, I think with QPR, they played quite good, fluid football. But, you know, I thought Dykes' header to the far post, I think it was a pretty good header. Hit the inside the post, dropped, and I think Pring went to smash it, clear, miss, hit it. And then it, we kind of played out from the back because we got the drop of the ball. Uh, but, yeah, you know, look, when you're playing QPR, they're going to create chances. Uh, if they had a really clinical striker, I think, you know, they hit three, four, five past us today. But that's, I think, probably their weak spot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of luck. Both with the head. And Andre and Gray, Andre Gray isn't the player. Andre Gray isn't the player. Andre Gray ain't the player. Andre, Andre Gray, Andre Gray ain't the player he was. Charlie Austin ain't the player he was. And yeah. Lyndon Dykes is an okay lower end centre forward who may progress into a good one in the next few years. Uh, but yeah. as we saw today, with the number of chances he had, you know, imagine Lucky Wells playing in that team though. You know oh, I mean? well, uh, which is what he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, you could. <laughs> Yeah, and he scored. Well, we come on to his goal in a bit. Um, Ian, you mentioned uh, Johansson uh, comes away. He he had a chance. Well, just before our goal, uh, shot tipped over. But um, you know, the goal. Would you say it was against runner play? And when we scored it, and it was a fantastic oh, yeah. goal. Backinson, Masengo, Vyman just doing enough to knock it across for Chris Martin to blast it in for his 100th championship goal, I think that was. But uh, it was a, a goal that you know came out of nowhere, really, because we'd sort of been under the cosh, hadn't we? Well, we hadn't sort of been under the cosh. We've been under the cosh. And as like I was saying, you've only got to look at the match stats. Uh, QPR, 26 shots, 11 on target. Mm. versus our nine Nine shots and three three on target. So, you know, um, on another day, I agree. I mean, I think if you swapped um, one of their forward for Wells and you swapped the goalkeepers over, we could have, well, we could have come out with that with hiding. We didn't. Um, And we all play well against sides and they'll score against the run of play. Um, I don't think you can say that we've actually d- done it yet. But one thing about today, it was nice for us to get the late goal for once. And congratulations to Pearson, A, for setting up right in the first place. 
And he seems yeah. to do that more away than at home. I think he, he might be one of these, well, we'll let them worry about us at home and that's not working. Yeah. Um, and and then you, you know, uh, and then he made a positive substitution with Semenyo. So, yeah. um, uh, but getting back to the goal, it, created, getting back to the goal was it, well, created it was, by a fabulous run by Masengo, a good ball by um, James, Matty James, and a fabulous, fabulous run by Masengo. And he's he's got the, you know, I'll, I'll give him an assist for that because it'd be his first one ever. So he got that yeah. into Vyman. Vyman could have tried to shoot on the turn, probably been blocked, and he touched it to Martin who scored. And I thought up to, before that, I I tweeted. Uh, get Chris Martin or Andy Voidman off because they're not doing anything. Get Naki no. Wells on. Yeah, um, no, you're so, absolutely right. Absolutely you know, right. And in the end, anything. that's what we what we did, and we won the game. But Chris Martin needs a break, in my opinion, because he gets battered every game because we play this long ball to him, and he gets mullered by at least two players, if not three. Yeah, it doesn't really work. We played a lot more football with three midfielders today, and we've we've got to get more goal scorers into the side at home and attack more. And if that means we concede a goal or so, because we're going to do that anyway. Yeah. So for, for Pete's sake, let's be po- as positive at home and, and go for it. Well, and we'll talk about the Fulham game next week because they've suffered defeat today. And that's another game that on paper should be quite difficult. Let's get into the second half. Well, no, before, sorry, um, Mark, your thoughts on that opening goal? I mean, four players involved, and it was a it was a thumping finish, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Masengo is a step over to take the right back out and squeezes it onto the far post, where Vyman cushions it back very well with the player on top of him, and, and Martin puts it in. But I mean, Masengo, I mean, I've, I've, I'm like a broken record. But what what an exceptional season he's having! And we really thought yeah. he was going to go out the door. Because I think he had a, a press conference at the end last season, and he, he's you know people. I think it was questioned, "Will you be here next season?" He said, "I don't know." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, he and did, he was talking about he getting his hair done somewhere differently. Was one rumor on Twitter, and the thing was, he almost went to Birmingham. We're led to believe with uh, one of Mister Ashton's uh, deals on the eve of the uh, transfer deadline closure in January. That's what uh, I seem to recall reading at the time. But um, yeah. Um, Okay, Les, into the second half. Uh, Rangers got an equaliser. I thought City had been a bit sloppy, and I'm using a term that uh, Toby Osborne used, sloppy in possession. And on 54 minutes, it was a left-wing cross, headed clear. I thought it was by... uh, I made a mistake. I thought it was Atkinson, but somebody just a second ago said quite right. It was Pring to McCollum on the volley. Uh, That was no more than QPR deserved at that stage, was it, Les? No, that's right. Cross came in from, I think it was a right, and I've all oh, their left are right. And I think Tanner perhaps should have done slightly better in stopping the cross coming in from the first, in the first place. Uh, Prings headed it across the area. I mean, I don't know if it was a bit of naivety. I don't know how much time he had to react to head it, you know, well out of the danger area, but he's headed it straight to, I think it's McCallum on the edge of the area, and he's hit it first time into the net. I mean, listen, I'm going to be harsh. If a guy scores from that far out, well, not that far out, but from that kind of spot, and he's hitting it in the middle of the goal, where's the goalkeeper? Yeah. Why is he not I saving think he it? He was down, wasn't he? I think he didn't. He, didn't he dive? Um, but why is he down? When why is he down ball, in the first place? I think. Well, if, well there's no reason yeah, I think for him he to dived, be down. He, there's no I think reason he dived for him to be down as, as the header. 
Well, no, I'm just, well, I'm just saying, would... I think that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, well, that's fair enough. That's what that may well happen. I can't remember what he was doing, but what I'm saying is, why is he doing it? If Pring's clearing the ball with his head, why is Bentley on the floor? I don't, I'm not sure he was, but either because... way, he's hit it first time. He's hit it first because... time, and he's hit it near the centre of the goal. So the goalkeeper, because... in my opinion, should be doing better. Because Pring fell into him. Oh, is it? Is that ball, what happened? If you, if you, yeah, if Pring headed the ball, it was a terrible defensive header. And I'm a campering fan, but it was, it was a poor header. He, he kept it too low. Martin never picked up the runner on the edge of the box who, who hit the shot. And Pring decided that he was going to get in front of Bentley. So I just imagine Bentley saw it very late and that's why it went in. Um, no, maybe that's so fair enough I'm, then. I'm, I've, I'm, I'm I've only seen it a couple of times. Well, no, campering's yeah, got to do better. Campering's got to do better. Yeah. He's, headed, he's headed it into a dangerous place. An experienced defender either heads out for a corner or tries and heads yeah. it. Well, he headed it back across, the, he headed yeah, back yeah, across yeah. goal, didn't he? Yeah. But look, 54 yeah, minutes, obviously. I've got that. That was a goal 1-1. One, one. And then as Dave Fevs pointed out, I think on one of his statistical threads on the Twitter and OTIB, City in matches seem to have periods where... I say it all goes wrong, or they give the opposition a clutch of chances. So I'll come with the first three as I wrote it, because these came on 56, 58, and 61 minutes, right? Uh, 56 minutes, Odebajo puts Dykes in the clear. That was the first of Bensley's save, when Naki Wells may well have put that one away. Two minutes later, Barbet wide from distance and then two minutes after that Willock wide from distance uh you know the the shots were raining in at that point weren't they uh mark yeah yeah i mean they were ju- they were they were just coroners open but again excellent hands from dan bentley i think dykes coming in from the left he sh- he saves the ball well and pushes it out up to his left and pushes the ball out wide and I think there's an there's a, an even better one later on. I think. Well, I think come on to that one in a second. Yeah, let me come on to that yeah, one in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Re- his reactions, his reaction saves are fantastic. It's when he's got time that he's got problems. But um, yeah. as a reaction, as a reaction stopper, there's there's no one better in the in the championship. Yeah, yeah, Ian. I'll come on to you for that next save of Bentley's because that's the one that I uh, described as the stellar save of uh, of the afternoon. Sixty nine minutes. It was not only just a save, but if you were a person just watching as a neutral, there were two one twos in the box by QPR before Dykes put in that shot. So it was good play by them, but a match winning save, which it, you could say it was by Bentley, wasn't it? That one of all of those. Yeah, I mean, I think if you'd have swapped the goalkeepers over, uh, they could have well scored six. Um, you know, I mean, that would sometimes the opposition play really good football, and we're not the toughest tackling team in midfield. Mm. You know, you you don't uh, back in some big guy, um, don't always win the ball as hard as he should. Uh, Masengo, fair play, he tackles, he wins enough of the ball. Uh, Matty James sometimes, but. There's not an act. I mean, somebody described Matty James as an enforcer, and that's absolute twaddle. Um, if you, you know, they've never seen a side with with Jerry Gow in it or a Terry Urlock at Millwall. That's an enforcer, not Matty James. Yeah, you're disappearing, Ian. Put the mic on properly. Yeah, you're echoing, mate. I am. All right. Are you back now? <laughs> He's back in the room. Um, he's back in the room. I, I think I think Matty Matty James is a decent player, but he's I mean he's no enforcer, and we haven't got. Uh, you know, you mentioned why do we have these periods in games where the, someone gets on top or they do this? It's because we haven't got 
um, a cold skews or a Khalifa Cisse that plays in front of defence and plays that role uh, that wins the ball in the air. Isn't that what Backinson uh, was meant to be doing, though, Ian? Isn't well, that the, 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 well, the was defender? A, or is his legs well, as the game now? Well, he was alongside Matty James. But, I mean, with Tyreek, in fairness, I think I, I think his best work is going forward. I think he's a, he's okay in defence. I mean, he put a couple of good defensive headers in. The other thing to remember is that, is that his first game of the season. Yeah, because, it was. Yeah. I don't my, think he's had no criticism, at all, has he? Yeah. Well, no, my criticism of what Nigel Pearson's been doing is rotating the same blokes and using the same players. And if he keeps doing that, instead of utilising the squad, as he did today, we'll finish up doing the old, oh, we're going okay until Christmas, and then doing the annual slalom down the table afterwards because players are either injured or burnt out. So we've got yeah. a decent squad of players. As it showed today, there's people saying, oh, my God, you can't play Tanner. He's, o- he's only played 40 games for Carlisle. And he well, was brought up by Man United. But, sorry, as I put on Twitter, he neither of the fullbacks at the moment, Simpson nor Viner, and as I've said many times on here, I think Viner is a bloody good League One player and he's a championship squad player who can play in a number of positions. And 300,000 in a depressed transfer market, going out and getting Tanner, you know, I again, I put that on Twitter after the game. He's done enough to keep the shirt until they decide to rest him or he screws up or does uh, something like that. I just want to come back to Les. Les, you were a bit critical of uh, of Bentz for uh, the, the the goal, but yeah, you gotta give him you gotta give him credit for that that save that we were just talking about, haven't you really? <laughs> well the one uh, yeah the one on, the one he saved with his left arm at quite short range was, was a yeah. great save. Do you know what I mean? That, that that's Bentley at his best. That's a save that a lot of goalkeepers in this league don't make. The one where Dykes is one-on-one, I'm sorry, but that's a poor finish. Any goalkeeper in this league saves that. Yeah. I ain't given Bentley a lot of credit for that because <laughs> it, it, partic- it was a poor finish. But the one he saved with his left hand um, was excellent. And, you know, throughout this game, he made a lot of good saves, but you expect your goalkeeper to make these saves. He's doing his job. He's doing his job. That, that, that's yeah. his job. If, if some of these go in, you are going to raise questions. So he makes yeah. them look brilliant, but they're ones you expect him to make. The one he saved with his left arm, low to the left, uh, was a very, very good save. Yeah. And that, that yeah. was a match-winning save, like you said. Yeah. Uh, Mark, referee today, I've written down here, uh, when he booked uh, Backinson, yellow one, I thought that was very harsh. And even harsher, mm-hmm. after he'd come on only about five minutes previously, Semenyo uh, 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 was was um, was was fouled. Yeah. Um, he booked, Sorry, he was booked for diving. What am I talking about? He was booked for diving. Yeah. What did What did you think of the referees' performance today? Because I think, I think they've it's, been getting worse. We didn't. We were praising referees last season, but it's always mm. little niggles coming up now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, sometimes you think they need the benefit of a review, and of course, that's only in, in the Premier League. But he sounded like he got sandwiched between two players, and he gets booked. He gets booked for diving. I mean, there were a few occasions um, on the radio where city city players were tripped, and we, we didn't we didn't get anything. I mean, the referee didn't didn't decide the result today. That was done by clinical finishing by sit by city, despite a number of attempts by QPR. And what I'm pleased about is it's now four games unbeaten. I know yeah. it's, it's not it's not great form at home, but we've got a little bit of momentum as we play. We got a very difficult game against Fulham, and that's got to be a good thing. Well. Let's uh, before we go on to the oh. Fulham game and whatnot. Let's uh, Dave, let's yeah. Dave, go on. 
can I just come in on that? Semenya wasn't booked. Wasn't he? No. No, the only thing he was booked, um, so he was, no, was sandwiched, wasn't he? Yeah, but he, yeah, he but, should have got I a free mean, kick. He, he wasn't... He wasn't booked, so and I thought the referee was was. I thought the the booking of Tyreek was harsh. Okay, I thought he played uh, the and ball. We had he was he did. Uh, that's why I said it was harsh. We had one one player booked and QPR had three booked. So, uh, four actually. Sorry, uh, Barbe was booked. Johansson was booked. Gray got booked and uh, Ball got booked. So. We obviously frustrated them to the point where the only way they could stop us, yeah. and that's why Semenyo needs to play at home in in an attacking formation, more attacking in today. I I, I told you what I'd do at home, the three two three two, um, and we need to start scoring goals. Okay, sometimes it's going to go absolutely tits up. We'll get beat, but we're going to get beat at home anyway. So go for it. Yeah. It, let's look at let's look at the closing. Let's sorry, Dave. Dave, can I just Dave? Can I yeah, Dave? Can I just jump in? Have you seen this video of Mark Ashton at, at Lincoln Ipswich today? No. Running, running round the running round the pitch at the end of the game, chanting, clapping, swearing, oh, oh, God. slapping the hands of the fans, giving it the big one, fist pumping. What a f- absolute belly! Yeah. I've just had you in it on Twitter. It's right. typical Mark Ashton. So I know I jumped oh, I in there. Me. No, I know you jumped in I there. Couldn't... All right, that, I, I, well, you know that's my dirty little secret. Looking at goings on at uh, Ipswich Town. Let's look at the closing stages of the game. Then, I mean, there was one incident, seventy-nine minutes, when a Doma was towering above uh, Jada Silva, and Bent was positioned on the post to catch that header. Then at the other end, Semenya was fouled. That's where Barbet got his yellow card. Jada Silva fired in a free kick, tipped it over. Then we went into uh, 90 minutes on the clock, and I'm thinking, here we go, because we were under the cosh. Bentley, uh, two decent saves. Again, just doing his job, perhaps, but two decent saves. And then 93 minutes on the clock. The classic counter, my friend and broadcaster, Tony Lockwood, who was at the game today, he put on there, daylight robbery by us. But I'll get each of you to give your view on what was the winning goal. So I'll start with you, Ian. Great goal, wasn't it? You know, executed perfectly. Well, um, if you analyse it, we rode our luck a wee bit. Uh, It was a bit of a free-for-all on the edge of the box. The ball went out to Matty James, and he tried to control it. The Reading player got in and kicked it to Vyman. Off went Vyman. Vyman's got cramp in his (laughs) In his left leg and can hardly walk, never mind run, but fair play, he ran after it, hit the ball with his outside of his right foot, their centre half slipped, the ball went to Naki Wells, Naki Wells first touch took the ball five yards in front of him, but the, the keeper didn't come out, and he couldn't, yeah. not that far, Wells went in, fantastic finish, Naki Wells is a goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah, Les, your view on the goal. How did you see it? It was uh, end to uh, yeah. it was from defence straight up the other end, wasn't it? And only Naki yeah, but... could have got that one, really, couldn't he? Yeah, I think so. It was a uh, Vyman outside the right boot. De Vries, I think it was a centre back, lost his footing. Vyman, uh Wells took a good first touch, and he's put it away really nicely. Um, yeah, soaking up pressure, hit him on the break. That's what QPR are vulnerable to, yeah. and. Yeah, it was a really good finish. And I think he deserves a chance, Wells. I really do. Especially at home. Like Ian said earlier, we're playing Fulham on next weekend. You know, if we're, 
Johnson once said after Bright before Brighton that it's a free game. I think this is a bit of a free game, to be honest with you. Let's just try and let the shackles off. No one expects us to win. Get Wells up front and uh, let's just have a go at them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, your view on the goal. And I hold my hand up here. I was saying, you know, what's Andy Vyman do? And this was midway through the first half after he's done a couple of misplaced passes and then he works the ball across and then he was playing with uh, with Cramp or something. And he's got, he, he didn't, he's got two assists in this one, but it was a cracking goal, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, from what I, I saw, I think Wells, the ball squirts between Wells and the QPR player out to Vyman and then Wells gallops up the pitch. But the ball from Vyman takes out three players, including uh, De- Devise. It's a, it is a good ball with the outside of his foot. It's a perfect ball, but I mean, like a great gunslinger. Wells, I know Wells, it looked like a heavy touch, but he's just poised, waiting for the goalkeeper. And he just slots that in. Just such a composed finish, and you know, right at the death, it's, it's what you want. To, it's what you want to see. But it's just such a great finish, and you think, why don't we play him more often? You don't have to play, play the ball tied to a centre centre forward. If you play the ball on the ground, you know, good passes to your forwards. You could you you'll you'll, you'll create chances, and a player like a player like Naki Wells will take them. It just shows you what he can do. And, wow. There you, there you go. Well, what a way to finish a game. Absolutely it was brilliant. unbelievable. Chris, Chris, Chris Honor yelled so loudly across the FM frequency. I think all eight out of ten cats in Bristol screamed mercilessly and mm-hmm. tore down the net curtains. Their owners, it was that loud. Last time I heard a voice that loud, I think it was I think it was Ali Durden against Mansfield when we won 5-4. Do you remember that a few years ago, Ian? Oh, God, yeah. When we no. got that goal from, uh, yeah, from Chris... Um, I... I uh, Chris I Roberts. Re- I don't remember. Well, I'll tell yeah, you Chris what. Roberts. I ab- absolutely, I absolutely do remember the game because I was at Twickenham watching the rugby because I thought it'd be a lousy game of football, so I didn't go. So uh, I was at I was watching England demolish South Africa at Twickenham, and I couldn't believe the score because it come up with about five minutes left, four two, and I thought, well, I picked a good one to miss, and then that was that. And a, a mate of mine rang me up, and. He, he said, um, I, I, sorry, I, I rang him and I said, God, I, I, I bet you're uh, delighted with that. I said, I'm a bit act off that I didn't go now. And he's not as act off as I am. I walked out with five minutes to go. Um, so uh, I mean, that was City's, probably City's greatest comeback of all time, wasn't it? Well, that yeah, one, we if were... we're talking about where were you on that day, we're going off at a tangent a bit, really, but why not, right? I was watching Aston Villa that afternoon, and I was walking back to the car with my phone in my pocket, knowing that we were 4-2 down because uh, somebody was texting me the uh, score. And as I walked up, it was Trinity Road stand I was in, so whatever that road is off the back of there, probably Trinity Road. And as I was walking, I kept feeling my phone vibrate in my pocket, and it vibrated, what, um, 4 three times was it because we were four to yeah it did four two down uh with five minutes to go and uh there we go we end up winning five four but uh any recollections of that one from uh you uh les at all what game are you talking about <laughs> Mansfield, Mansfield four bristol city five and i'm just looking at that uh i'm just looking at that mark ashton thing wanker that's all i gotta say about him what year was the Mansfield thing it sounds like it was before my time oh, it might be. It 2002 or 2003 2003 2000 i don't think i knew what bristol city was in 2002 oh there you go there we go anyway right right just just a footnote to that 
our, a, a friend of a friend of ours who sadly passed away with COVID last year. He left the ground at four two with his son, and his wife rang and said, "Bristol City won the game," and he yelled down the phone, "F off." <laughs> I can believe that. I can believe that. Anyway, look, we're, we we got we got no uh, <coughs> no. Excuse me, that's my cough coming back there. No midweek game. Um, let's look at some of the um, uh, absentees and players that made it to the bench. Uh, Ian Joe Williams on the bench in the match day squad. That's a positive sign, isn't it? But the lesser spotted O'Dowder. What's going on? there or is it just that we have got a strong I, squad and we can't get all these people in I think it's a, it's a combination of things I think Callum will need to play an under 23 game or two uh, to demonstrate his fitness I think one thing today showed is that possibly I mean we haven't got a like for like replacement for Chris Martin no. so possibly today proved we may not need one may not um, so I, I think, but but I, no, the players missing. I mean, I, I don't know. Did Zach Viner miss out through injury or just not selected? Pass. Don't know that. Always, one. I think he's always a very handy sub to have, as you said earlier. You know, he can play, he can play three positions, um, and he, he is a decent defender with a a, a, a reasonable turn of pace. So uh, I, th- I think. You, you know, you need to, well, you just need, basically, we're going to need to listen to uh, Pearson's interview because I want to find out about Baker. Uh, everybody's got a week to prepare for Fulham. Um, yeah. I think we need to, like I say, I, I'd go, I'd attack Fulham. I'd go, they won't be expecting us to do that. I'd go 3-2-3-2, three, two, three, two, play a really attacking side. Um, and, okay, if it goes pear-shaped, it go, or if you play an attacking side and get 3 nil up, um you can bring on three defenders and take three attackers off and just hold out. I mean, it, I, I think we need to be positive at home and we're not positive enough. And I, we don't get enough players in the box. Our crossing's poor and we haven't got the creativity in midfield. Yeah. Or the Getting back so to Baker. We need, Sorry, to, we need yeah. to get that. We need to get that sorted. Otherwise, Getting back to, you know, Sorry, go on. sooner or later, our away forum's going to run out. It, I, I mean, I'd be amazed if it doesn't. Let's put it that way. I hope it doesn't. Because yeah. uh, we're picking up 75, 75% of the points we're playing for. Um, yeah. But it would be great if we could get rid of this bogey ground with Ashton Gate. Well, it applied to the rugby club last night as well, didn't it? But uh, interesting, I, I, I'm assuming this is Baker because I didn't see the beginning of the thread. But somebody's put the point, he's gone over, he went over on his ankle. So on the basis that the other subs didn't look like they were injured, maybe that applies to uh, Baker. Um Les, I'll come to you first on this one. Um, Ian says quite rightly that we haven't got, because Britain doesn't seem to feature for now or for the foreseeable, we haven't got a like-for-like replacement in Chris Martin. And Ian said, maybe we don't need one. And I guess to counter that, he said, well, we don't have a like-for-like, but then surely we can just change the style because although Martin is a big man, he's not as prolific in the air and as physical as somebody like Kiefer Moore. But do you think that change of style of Vyman, Nakivel's axis up front to give Chris Martin a rest is, is different, but viable with the players that we've well, got? Well, I mean, it, it'd be a necessity, wouldn't it? Because if you're playing Wells up front and you're playing the way we play with Chris Martin, what's going to happen? We're going to go long into the channels or long directly up to him. He's not going to win anything. 
and then we'll just yeah. be putting ourselves under a lot of pressure. Uh, I think we don't threaten enough at home. So if you look at Preston, you look at Luton, we created very, very little. Wells will help us with that as long as we shift our, not our formation, but the way we play. Because um, I think, you know, we have been on, on occasions at home too direct and lacking patience. I think we play our best at home and we're just a bit more patient on the ball. Take your time, wait for the gaps. Doesn't mean Casey Palmer coming in. Doesn't mean Alex Scott coming in to support Wells, maybe. Uh, but, you know, like Ian says, I think it's very unlikely we're going to maintain this level away from home simply because teams will figure us out. You know, these teams do so much work behind the scenes. They'll be looking at what we're doing and they'll be making adjustments to counter that. Uh, so saying that though, Les, saying that though, Les, our away form has been of this ilk, you know, as in very good for about two and a half years. You know, I know we're having a bit of a gold run at the moment. Yeah, with three wins at this early what, stage of the season. What, second, but, second half of last season was it? Uh, no, because we had, we've had. If you look <laughs> at our, if you look at our, I think, well, I think our away form has been. Has covered for three years of shit home form. That's the long and the short. Oh no, I do. Yeah, I, I do. Eight, I do agree. Season, eight, the season before and eleven the season before that. So yeah, if it weren't for the away form, we'd be right in the SHIT, wouldn't we? I, I think our away form has saved us over the last few years. Do you know what I mean? I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, but I do think you know you're not you're not going to win every game away from home. We've played some solid championship teams. We haven't played necessarily the best teams in this league yet. Um, so for me. That's why I'm so adamant that someone like Wells needs to come in and we need to perhaps be a bit more patient at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and okay, it's, it is it is Fulham up next. I'm just looking at their uh, side. I see uh, today, um, in midweek, Joe Bryan came in. Uh, I think it was, well, I don't think it was his first game necessarily of the season, but I hadn't seen him feature in the lineup before. I mean, let's look at what they've got. Um, yeah, no, Joe Bryan didn't play. Bobby Reed is there. Mitrovic. I mean, Ian, next weekend, Mitrovic, he, he's the man that you've got to stop. And I mean, you know, do you, who, who do you have marking him? Because Atkinson could get bullied out of it. Callas, you know, is more athletic. But if Baker's fit, would you play him purely because of the threat of Mitrovic? Well, I, I, as you know, Dave, I'd, I'd always play a three because we've yeah. got three decent central defenders. I thought Akko got bullied a bit by Andre Gray today. I think he was a little bit strong for him at times. Uh, if Baker's fit, he plays, and he can mark uh, Mitrovic. Uh, I think if if you look at um, how Fulham play, they are. Uh, a side that plays the the old four two three one four two three one. That's it. That's it. You've you've got uh, Harry Wilson, who, who they signed, Deckard over Reed or Bobby Reed, as we know him, and Caviero behind Mitrovic. So they'll cause you problems. I mean, Chalaba and Seri are two good holding midfield players. So if you go yeah. man for man, they've got a better side than we have. Well, and that's yeah. no detriment to our lads. These these boys were playing in the Premier League last season, not very well, but. But they were. Now, so what you've got to do is there's two ways to stop Mitrovic. You can say, right, I'll take you on in the air every time. Um, or you've got to stop the balls getting to him. You've got to stop the crosses. And one thing we did badly today was stopping crosses coming in, particularly from the left flank where they overloaded. They must have put 
20 crosses into our box in the first half from the left-hand side. So we've got to stop that. We know is that Tanner's side? Is that Tanner's side? I'm just trying to get the position. Was that Tanner's side? Yes, that those Tan- crosses Tanner's out? side. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, it wasn't Tanner's fault uh, because we didn't support him enough. Uh, Matty James isn't really suited to doing that. If you move Hanover, then it would have been better. But we they outnumbered us on that side and kept getting in on the left, where they didn't on the right. They very rarely got in on the right. So <coughs> our, our analysts and uh, Nigel need to look at that and say, right, well, we need to stop that. But they, they need to look at, uh, excuse me, <coughs> they need to look at how Fulham play and they, they need to look at um, the, the, the fact that Fulham always have a lot of possession. Now, to be honest, that could suit us because the more of the ball we have, the worse we seem to be. Um, but even today when they lost, you know, 25 shots, five on target. Now, that, there's a quality issue there. Yeah. Um, and they got a bit rattled so, today because they had four players booked as well, didn't they? Yeah. And they used all their yeah. subs for 20. So maybe they had a bad day at the office today, Fulham. Well, they had a. They, they, I mean, they had a, a, a similar thing happen to them at Blackpool, didn't it? They got. They absolutely battered Blackpool, 70% oh, right. possession. So they've Blackpool lost two on the spin one. now, then, haven't they? They've lost two on the spin now, then Blackpool away and uh, and this one. Yeah. No, no I think they won midweek. Oh, they had a game in midweek, didn't they? Yeah. Did they lose? Did yeah. you? Yeah, they, yeah, they played in the week, and I think yeah, they won four-one away at Birmingham. You're right. Yeah. yeah so they've done they're, lose, they're, win, lose. Yeah. Mm. I, I think, to be honest, um, you know, I mean, let's let's face it, they're a better side than us, the same way that West Brom are, and and they they bloom and well should be. But mm. what we need to do is is look exactly how they play, but set up not only just a counter, but to be positive. Yeah, yeah. No. Mark, you're quiet in the background there. Mark, sorry, you're quiet in the background there. No yeah, I can hear Baker you. At left back yeah. and, and, is and still talking, it. is he? Yeah, and stop it, and and that that's what that's what we need to do. We yeah. need to get, you know, we need to have that positive outlook. Get some attacking players in the side. Okay, you know, we might have to win. Four three in, instead of one nil, but I know what I'd rather watch. Yeah, Mark, what do you what do you think? I mean, you know, he kept the same side after the away win at Cardiff for the two home games, and look what happened there. Yeah, is he? You know, is 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 Tanner gonna keep his place? I said he should based on today, even though he was weak. I think that's been a weak side anyway, and he's a natural. I thought he did a few classy things as well. But what would you, how would you line up next week against Fulham? And do we need to, obviously we need to worry about them, but we shouldn't let them impose their game on us, should we, Mark? No, I mean, we, we didn't do badly against them a couple of seasons ago. And I mean, we won the, we won the last five times we played at Craven Cottage. We got, they're, 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 they're City to them are like Preston North End were to us a few seasons ago at Ashton Gate. Fantastic run. But, yeah, we, we we shouldn't be afraid with them, but I put, I bring Wells in and just play play the ball on the ground. But like Ian said, and we've always said this, when City have less possession, they do better because we have trouble because we have trouble breaking teams down, especially at home. But we you know we we don't we don't want too too much of the ball. But yeah, let's just go out there and play our own game and be confident. You couldn't say there was there was a case following the Cardiff game that. 
City really needed another game. They didn't need the international break. I know other teams had the same thing, but the City sort of in transition, if you like, and there's another thing going on about, really needed that that that, that next game, a midweek game or a game the following Saturday to have some momentum after Cardiff game because we looked so slow out the blocks against Preston and then we looked knackered at times against Luton. But we've today we. But come why back is and, that? Why is that? Mark? I don't know. Because this I, isn't just this isn't under Pearson. Own, well, this is one of the this, probably the first international break we've had under Pearson. No, there was one at the end of March. But this goes back over Dean Holden's time, Lee Johnson's time. You know, we we get a bit of momentum going. International break comes, and we 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 can't seem to recapture it. Most of the seasons that. I can yeah. over the last five. So why? Why is it? I, I, well, I don't know. I mean, psychologically, there might be some, might be something there. But it's almost like your, t- your team's got to start again, which I don't think helps City, especially if you've got such a a long uh, uh, record, about such a bad record at home, where you're, yeah. you you know we're now up to fourteen. But it's happened again games. this time. It's happened again this time with a different coaching setup, and Susie Inox sharpening a pencil in the background different coaching setup and a different managerial team um les i'll ask well, I don't you that like, question. i don't like just very quickly i don't like the way we play at home ian said before chris martin's not the tallest player he's only five foot ten why hit the ball up long to him for him to get murdered by three defenders when we can play the ball to feet and we've shown that today what you know how explosive we can be when we play the ball yeah. on the ground yeah Is somebody eating a bloody apple there in the background? Ian, is that a mango in your foreign hideaway? Or what? I don't know who that is. Les, let me ask you the question. Uh, Why does City have this malaise uh, after international breaks? It's been going on for years. yeah. And why? How can we get more possession and be more effective? What's missing in the squad? So two questions for you, and I'll ask Ian the same. Oh, well, as for the international break thing, I haven't got a clue. I mean, these have been teams for many years. It's probably going to be the same for a number of other championship sides as well. So I haven't got an answer for that. And what was the other question? And the other question was, you know, we're, we're again, last season and for a couple of seasons, we've been winning games where we haven't had the possession. So what type of player or change of emphasis do we need to switch from being this side? Yeah, yeah, you know? I got you. I got you. Um, I think we need to be a bit more braver at home, and that includes Nigel Pearson. Uh, that doesn't mean putting Nathan Baker at left back, who gets scared to go over the halfway line. Um, that means playing someone like back in centre midfield, who gets forward, is creative, can pass forward, can shoot from distance. That means playing someone like Naki Wells at the expense of Chris Martin. That means potentially playing a Scott or a Palmer in behind, so we have no options but to play it on the floor. Um, if you look at the team against Preston, I think we had James Masengo in midfield and we had Martin up top. Why don't we go with Backinson and Masengo with Palmer in behind Wells? Um, and I know this is going to be unpopular, but look at someone like Andy Vyman at home. When has Andy Vyman impacted a home game for us in the last, well, since he's been fit? He hasn't. So I've got to agree with you there. Is there I an argument that, that Vyman, we actually give him a rest next Saturday? He's been completely ineffective at home. He's coming back from injury. We don't want to overdo him as fit as he is. So let's just try something slightly different. It won't happen because Pearson's not that kind of manager. 
Do you know no. what I mean? Good, good suggestion. Start- <laughs> good suggestion. It is a good suggestion. Ian, your thoughts on that? You know, why this post-international break malaise that's now under three managers, yeah? And what needs to change? Is it new personnel to give us possession style or a, a different mix of personnel? Um, well, I, th- I think if you want to attack more and score <clears throat> more goals... Um, you have to play more attacking players. So uh, Baker apparently has uh, turned his ankle and is quite badly bruised. So we're going to—they're going to see how um, see how he gets on. Um, right. my, my guess is he—he'd he, probably be out for—I don't know. I mean, it depends if he's done ligaments, doesn't it? If he's done ligaments, he's going to be missing for weeks. But if it's just bruised, which hopefully it is. Uh, he could be over that in a week, and he's yeah. a bit of a—I don't know about a warrior, but he, he seems to be somebody who, who does something. And he's got to go straight off. So, um, yeah, back to the yeah, question: play, play, play more attacking players. It's as simple as that. I mean, I've—I've I've, I've said three-two-three-two. So you start off with, you know, if Baker's fit, Atkinson, Atkinson, and, and the other thing I do, I'd swap Baker to the middle and Atkinson to the outside position because I think that would give him of the three centre-backs, that would give them a little bit more time to bring the ball out. Mm. Um, your wing-backs, I'd go with Pring and Tanner again. Uh, the three in midfield, wouldn't mind the three we the three we played today if you want to make it... Yeah, in fact, I would play this against Fulham, the three three we had today. Um, oh, sorry, the, the two midfielders, Masengo and James, would be the two in midfield. The three yeah. would would be very attacking. It would be Vyman, Semenyo and either Campring or uh, Calamo Dauda. And then up front, Naki Wells and Chris Martin, if, if, assuming they're both fit. So yeah. you, you've got over that conundrum of how do we get more goals in the side. You, you, have, you play more attacking players and you have, you've got plenty of options on the bench. If it starts going pear-shaped, you can change it. I mean, he's not afraid to hook a bloke after... 35 minutes, minutes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so do that. I mean What about what I, about I mean, Les's suggestion that you maybe give and okay, there's no midweek game, but you know, he's played Chris Martin all every game. But what about giving Andy Vyman a game? Because, you know, he's he he, he looked a little bit cramped up uh in this game. And, you know, he's yeah. not he's not getting any younger. You know, just give him it's great to bring a player like him off the bench for the last twenty minutes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So could well, you give Andy Vyman a Not getting any younger. Christ Dave, the bloke's twenty nine. Um I think he's thirty, you actually. Know, well you're semantics. I, I think I, know. I mean he's one of the he's one of the fittest blokes down there. Um the, the one I'd look at possibly resting. Uh, or certainly seeing how he is, is Chris Martin, because the last couple of games, I don't think he's been very good. And he does get battered every game. And, you know, he said that Britain can't come into the side because he's not fit enough. I I wonder if he could, you know, sit on the bench and and perhaps do the last 20, 25 minutes in place of somebody like, in in place of Martin. Um, I definitely get Naki Wells in the side because we need goals. And if if you look at, uh, the amount of goals that players in our starting eleven without Naki Wells get over their careers, it, it only rattles up to about 27 a season. And that's yeah. not going to be enough. So, and, and we're not scoring goals at home. We've got we've two goals. 
They've given Baker one. I still say it's an own goal. But we scored two goals in four games. Yeah. That's hopeless. Is, Dave, and, Dave can, yeah. I, can, I just, can I just ask a question? I'll be really interested to see how many goals Andy Vyman has scored at Ashton Gate compared to how many goals he scored away from home. I remember the hat trick. And that's he got a good point because I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say to Ian, your point, you made a good point there that Andy Vyman, all of his successes have been away. I'm thinking Cardiff away, uh, sorry, Swansea away a couple of seasons ago, early doors where he had that flurry of goals. He got two there, the Sheffield United hat trick. I mean, I don't know the answer to that, but it's a very good point. Is Andy Vyman more what effective? Will make, what will make a big difference to us at home is getting Andy Vyman on somehow making making him effective at home because I I went to the Preston game I went to the Luton game I went to the Blackpool game there's very few occasions that I've seen him actively in the game as he has been away from home it's almost as if when teams sit back against us it completely nullifies the effectiveness that Byman brings whereas when teams because come he can't at get us, him on the break because he can't yeah, hit yeah. him on the break yeah, exactly yeah whereas away from home teams are putting us under pressure Vyman's dropping into gaps and space and we're smashing them on the break. At home, it doesn't work like that. So no. we need to try and transform his form or get that form away from home to when we're playing at Ashton Gate. And we haven't done it in the last three years, however long he's been there. Um, that will make a huge difference. That's I why think I that's argue. a very good mm. point. I think that's a very good point, Les, that you make because I, I see more home games and obviously away and I'm not his greatest fan, yet you look at some of the matches away from home since he's been here, where he's been match winner, superstar, doing all the rest of it. I mean, Mark, what, what do you think about that? You know, is, Vime, is, is, is Vyman's style not suited to being the offensive side at home when, by and large, teams tend to sit back? I think he's... They, they I mean, don't. It's... Sorry, Mark, have his say. Yeah, his composure in front of goal has, has been quite poor. I mean, he's he's been pretty wayward. He's had some good chances at home, but he he had a shot block the other night. I think he blazed. Bla- I remember him blazing and went one over from from a, from a great chance in the first game against Blackpool. Blazed another one, one wide yeah. in the in the second half. He just he just hasn't been very good in front of goal, and he tends he's, he's tended to score his goals for us on on the counter. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, away from away from home, and I don't think our our we we create very good chances at home. It's just the way we play. I mean, the other night we were just pumping lots of crap crosses into the box that their defenders were heading out with ease. You know, recycling the ball back to Viner, Campering didn't do too bad. I think he created a chance early on for for Wells for for uh, Viner again at the back post, which was blocked. Um, by one of their players, we just don't have enough. We just don't get give enough good service to the to the forwards, and, and when we do, they don't get out of their feet quickly enough, or we or the final touches poor into in, in the final third. There are lots yeah. of factors. We, we're just not very good at home, you know. Yeah, Ian, well, you you're going to make a point about Vyman. You know, he's he's uh, an away uh, star and a home duffer. That's maybe a bit extreme. Well, what do you think? Yeah, that's, that's very extreme. I think that's very he's, extreme. He's, listen, look, he's, I, he's, he's, he's scored seven goals at Ashton Gate in his Bristol City career. Out of... What's he now in his fourth season? Yeah. yeah how, what's the total that he scored? Is it about... Let me have a look. 25? Three, four, five, six, nine, ten, eleven. Give me a second. Right. Uh, you you well, do the maths, Ian. You do the maths, Ian. 
you give well, us your view, right? Les is doing the maths, right? Ian, Vyman. Talking about talking about teams sitting in. They don't come to Ashton Gate and sit in. When was the last time a team came to Ashton Gate and sat in? Well, your Millwall do for a start, and teams like that. No, they yeah. don't. They just they just play long, and they're organised. Yeah. They don't sit in. The Preston should have been out of sight by halftime. So should Luton. So did they mm. sit in? The Blackpool, we couldn't get the ball off them for the first fifteen minutes. Did they sit in? No. So it's that's a fallacy. It might have been true, yeah. well, I don't know, two three seasons ago. But nobody's worried about coming All to right. Fortress Ashton Gate because let's well, be honest, anymore. it ain't one. No, all right, but it's what about fortress, Vyman then? No, what about Vyman then? Uh, have Les, have you done your totting up yet? Yeah, I, th- I think I think I think it's twenty six goals. So twenty six away. away, nineteen no, away, twenty six in home. total, nineteen away, seven at home. Ian and one and one, and one of those at home was an own goal. <laughs> yeah. So it's six. So you can rest your case there, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ian. It's just well, the way it, it is. It, yeah. It's an interest. It's an interesting number, but I think what it means is that we're probably far worse in possession, and I think Fulham will cure that for us because they they will come to attack and they'll pass the ball. So we might be able to play more like we did today. Hopefully, with Bentley not in the action as much, because we've got to sort out what we do about playing a back three with um, if if Baker's not fit. My, my own view, if I mean Robbie Cundy won't be fit. So I, I, I'd have to put Zach Viner there and leave. Which is uh, what his place Jordan. is. That, that's it. He's a utility player. Well, so, well he can play there. Kalas, Kalas goes to the middle and he'll mark Mitrovic. There you go. Because Mitrovic ain't going to run the channels. And Rob Atkinson plays on the left. So there you go. we can do it. We have got the squad. But I think with Viner, it's the way we play. And he, he's, he's obviously better on the break. And, and he's better when we're getting clever balls into the yeah. box. Not just wanging in big eye crosses because yeah. there's no point. We're just not big enough up front. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, guys, look, it's just coming up to uh coming up to seven o'clock. It's been a it's been a pleasure talking about another away victory. Fulham up next week. We'll either do one at uh, six o'clock or we'll do it on Sunday morning like we've done in the past. Thanks to all the listeners. Not so many people uh, chipping in because with, with comments because when we do well, um, you know, it's not quite there isn't you know quite so much to talk about because when they lose they're on or the side of the day that's what it is yeah well I mean 2,000 fans going up to QPR they've had a wonderful day up there today and it certainly is uh, London calling because after Fulham it's uh, Millwall uh, away um, I'd just like to say Les thank you Mark thank you Ian thank you have a great evening everybody I'm going off to watch uh, Strictly so uh, whatever it is alright have a great evening is it the last time alright again? Right, cheers like that. cheers Dear boys me. bye bye <laughs> bye thanks bye it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app you in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and time supply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.